I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact, Parenting with Perspective, episode 176. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens, so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your team turn struggles into strengths. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. For those of you who keep sharing my podcast with your friends and family, thank you for doing that. I love it when I get to meet people and they're like, yeah, I found your podcast because this person, they shared it with me and it's helped them in their lives and it's helped us. So if you have shared my podcast with someone, I just want to say thank you from the bottom bottom of my heart. I can tell you that that is a powerful move on your part. When you can help someone else who's struggling, that magically helps in areas of your own life where you're struggling. And honestly, it's not actually magical at all. It's like energetically. So if you are looking for help and you don't know what to do, if you know a parent who's struggling with their teen, they're my podcast with that parent. And you'll be surprised at the help that you find that comes into your own life. So again, if you've shared this podcast, thank you. And for everyone who's taken the parent trap quiz and gotten your quiz results, Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. I love that you're taking that first step in becoming the parent of your dreams. And if you have not yet taken my parent trap quiz, go to benpughcoaching.com slash parent trap quiz and go find out what parent traps you're getting stuck in today. All right. So like I said earlier, today we are going to talk about a better way to empower teens against bullying. And we're going to do this because October, whether we like it or not, is Bully Prevention Month. And uh, I've seen some things on the interwebs, in social media, about bullying that I'm like, ah, no, let's, let's not promote that mentality when it comes to bullying. And so I thought, no, I can't just sit back here and internally groan and complain when I see things that I disagree with, I should probably just get out there and share my opinion. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, When it comes to bullying, I have worked with a lot of teens who have experienced bullying. Um, In fact, as a preteen, I myself experienced bullying and I remember even being labeled as a bully at some times. So I have a lot of experience when it comes to bullying. I was a high school principal for five years. I was a teacher for five years before that. And I have been a foster parent for 10 years. So I've seen it. I've been around the block. I know what bullying is. And I think it's important to address bullying. But I think it's important to address bullying differently than most everyone else addresses bullying. And in this podcast, I'm just going to talk about what I think most people who deal with bullying get wrong 
So if you're a principal or a teacher and you're listening to this, um, hopefully I don't upset you too much, but there are some things that we're doing wrong in the space of bullying. And I just want to tell you that there's a better way to handle this. And I want to share that better way. So let's talk about going from bullied to being the bully to then being a high school principal. So when I was young, I remember getting bullied a few times. I remember a time sitting down at a table at lunch during school. And immediately when I sat down, the whole table stood up and yelled, P-U. And they got up and left, plugging their noses, leaving me sitting there at the table alone and embarrassed. And I would consider that bullying. Like that is someone or a group of people intentionally trying to cause emotional discomfort and embarrassment in that case. And I remember another time, this one, I was actually a little bit younger and there was this little kid and I was kind of a bigger kid. Uh, A lot of kids called me fat. Um, By the way, you should try being a little bit heavy and having the last name Pew and kids in all their creativity will find marvelous ways to mock you and make fun of you. And I remember this little kid, he just would not leave me alone and he would pick on me relentlessly. And I remember him jumping on my back. I remember him pushing me down and calling me names. And he even punched me multiple times. And when I tell adults about it at the school, they'd be like, Ben, you're bigger than him. Don't worry about it. Just deal with it. And one day I got tired of it. And this kid was pushing me. He had been kicking me like just relentless. And I pushed him to get him away from me. And I got sent home for being the bully. And I remember they told me specifically, you're bigger than him. So you can't push him. You're the bully. And this kid just got away with it. Like never got in trouble, kept on tormenting me. Well, actually, after I pushed him down, uh, he left me alone a little bit. Like he knew, okay, this kid is going to fight back. So I can't pick on him. But he continued to sneakily pick on me for years. Now, having those experiences, I was able to handle bullying differently as a principal. And as you're listening to this, I want you to just, if you are a parent and you're dealing with bullying, maybe your child is being bullied at school. This podcast is for you. If you're a parent and you're dealing with bullying and maybe your child is the bully, this podcast is for you. And if you're a high school principal like I was, and you're wondering, how do I make kids stop bullying each other? How do I make this problem go away? How do I manage this? This podcast is for you. So let's talk about the difference between empowering students and disempowering. And I'll tell you, empowering when it comes to bullying is better than disempowering. And one of my biggest problems with the way that we currently handle bullying is that I believe that our approach is disempowering to both the perceived victim and the perceived bully. 
And I want to be clear, like sometimes the person who looks like the victim is actually the bully. Like that little kid that kept picking on me when I was a bigger little kid, he was the bully. I was the one that had to deal with his crap all day, every day. But because I was the bigger kid, I got labeled as the bully. And what happens is that far too often, we try to solve the victim's problems for them. Often, we buy into the victim's narrative that isn't completely accurate without doing our own exploratory work to understand how they perceive things. One of the times at school, like as a principal, you hate bullying, you hate to deal with it, and you want to you want to address it, but you want to be fair. And I remember one time having one of the tribal business committee members. So like, technically this dude could fire me easily. And I remember having him just barge into my office with his child and saying, this child is being bullied by so-and-so you need to kick them out right now. And I'm like, I can't just kick a kid out of school just right now because you've asked me to, I need to figure it out. And he's like, they have been bullying my child. This is what they've been saying. I'm not leaving until they're out of school. And this is like the worst case scenario as a principal. I'm like, I need to be able to handle this without having to worry about your emotions as a parent. And so oftentimes what happens is we buy into the victim's narrative without knowing the full story. Now, when I dug into this bullying incident, like, first of all, I had to get this grown man out of my school because I can't have an emotionally out of control adult making things worse. So um, in this case, I actually had to call the police and get this person removed so I could then handle it. And what had happened, this one student said that this other student was whispering about them. And as I like, I got into our film, like our school would record like certain problem areas. And I got in there and I could see the person, the person who claimed to be a victim sitting in one area. And I could see this other student and a group of other students in the other area. And I was like, okay, so we've pinpointed when this happened. So I talked to the person who was the victim here. He's like, oh, I'm the one being bullied. And I was like, okay, so what's going on? And they told me, I can hear that person and those kids whispering about me at the other end of the commons. I was like, oh, okay. So what are they saying? They're saying that I'm fat, that I should kill myself and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, like you were friends up until like a week ago. That, this is escalated. Let me look into it. So I went and talked to the other group of friends and they're like, we didn't even know that they were sitting over there. Like we weren't talking about them. We didn't know about them. And I did some experiments. When I sat where the victim was sitting, I couldn't hear anything across the commons, let alone like during lunch hour when this happened, it was noisy. And I asked the kids like, what was going on? And they were able to tell me so clearly that as I watched the video footage, I was like, oh yeah, like it's like one of them had a rubber band, which I did not approve of as a principal. 
but I was partially at fault because I'd do this magic trick with a rubber, a pretend rubber band where I'd make people flinch. Anyways, they were screwing around, they're messing around, and I could see them reacting in the way that they had explained. And I was like, oh, okay. There was a problem here. This person was accusing this other group of bullying them. And that was now what I had to deal with. And what often happens, I've seen this multiple times in my own community where accusations are made about bullying and they send kids home immediately. And they're like, okay, we'll figure this out while you're away. But they create the illusion that they're solving a problem when what they're really doing is punishing people without knowing what's really going on. When I was able to talk to the student and say, hey, I've talked to them. I don't believe that they were talking about you. I believe that they were messing around, having fun, and I think that you assumed that they were talking about you. Let's explore that. And when we explored that, we were able to find out that one of her friends just quit talking to her and that that they, because of that interaction where her friends just quit talking to her, she assumed that those other kids were talking about her. And she felt sad and she felt embarrassed. So she made a call and told her father that she was being bullied. Now, one of the best things, one of the, I got lucky here. I created this opportunity to empower the student. I said, okay, how do you think you could handle this? Like, what are some things that you can control here? She's like, well, I can not sit by them because when I sit by them and I watch them having fun and interacting, that's when I feel left out. That's when I feel resentful. That's when I feel angry. I asked her, like, what are some things that you could do to solve this problem? She's like, well, I could make up with my friend. I could see if we could get back together. When you take the time to empower the victim, it's more powerful. When you take, like I'll often, like it's my goal to empower both parties. I want to empower the person who's the victim in bullying. And I also want to empower the bully. Because what oftentimes happens is that We'll just suspend the bully. We'll like solve the problem for the victim by removing the bully. Like, boom, there, magically. Bullying is done because I made it disappear. The problem is that's disempowering to the victim because you didn't give them the opportunity to solve the problem on their own. And it's also disempowering to the bully because you didn't give them the opportunity to solve the problem on their own. And this is not a popular approach. I, When I was a principal, I would get people who would complain about the way that I handled bullying all the time. Usually, it was people who wanted one party to be punished. And they weren't so worried about the problem being solved and fixed. They were more worried about getting payback and punishment. And I'll tell you that that's disempowering. When we tell the victim that, hey, you can't feel safe, you can't feel good until the other person is punished, that's disempowering. But when we can say, hey, no, like we can totally fix this problem without even having to punish the bully. 
One of my favorite things is when, yes, there was some legitimate bullying going on. And I would ask the victim, like, hey, how do you think you could solve this problem? And when they're like, man, I can tell that person, I don't like it when you treat me this way. And I can be better at avoiding that person. Bingo, that's awesome. When they have the power to solve the problem on their own, that means that they don't have to come to me to solve their problem. Yes, if it continues, like come to me, please. I want to talk to you. I want to help you come up with more solutions. And if I need to, I will totally interject or intervene. The thing is, I first want to empower both the victim and the bully. And there have been multiple times where I've had to deal with a bully who didn't even know that what they were doing was rude, insensitive, hurtful. And when I was able to ask the bully, hey, what do you think you could do to solve this problem? Many times they're like, I didn't even realize I will never do this again. That to me is a kid, like, I don't need to suspend that kid. I don't need to punish that kid when they have realized, no, I see the problem. I see what I was doing and how that's inappropriate, and I will never do that again. The problem is, in our current society, we like to have a zero-tolerance stance where we're like, no, if what you're doing is even perceived as bullying, you're out. The problem is that's disempowering. And when we can help teens be the heroes of their own story, that's powerful. It might not be popular, but it's powerful. And in my results, I have seen, I mean, in my experience, I have seen better results from empowering both sides rather than disempowering one side or the other. And I'll give you just a little bit of, these are just personal statistics. When I was a principal, we took suspensions from well over 200 suspensions a year to less than 20 suspensions a year. Bullying almost disappeared overnight when we started asking, how can we empower the victims? Usually the victim or the bully is also a victim in some areas. I can't tell you how many times I have had to deal with a bully where when I've dug into it, the victim was also the bully, kind of like that little kid in my life that just kept picking on me. And when I can realize, hey, y'all both have some ownership here. How can you control what's within your control? That's empowering. And oftentimes, the bully is a victim at home. They feel like they're completely out of control. And oftentimes, bullying gives the bully a sense of power when they feel mostly powerless in their life. And when I can help them realize, no, there's other things that you can control here. Let's shift your attention to those things. That empowers the bully to fix the problem without adults having to come fix it for them. And if you see both the bully and the victim as victims, and then find ways to empower them, I promise you, you will have better results. So you might be asking, well, what do I do if my teen is struggling with a bully? Well, first of all, empower them. Ask empowering questions. And I'm not saying 
the, you take the old sticks and stones approach and say, oh, just ignore. Like, no, listen to them. Really find out where they're coming from, but find ways to empower them. And one of the best ways to do that is by offering powerful questions. Also, offer them opportunities to see the situation through different lenses. One of my favorite things to ask both the victim and the bully, how do you think the other person perceives this event? It's a game changer. When you can get one side to understand the other side, it completely changes how they understand their own side. Another way is to just give them the opportunity to solve their own problems their own way. I can't tell you how many times as a principal, I thought my way would be the best solution. But in giving my students an opportunity to explore what they thought a good solution would be, they came up with better ways and better ideas than I could have. So give your team the opportunity to solve this problem on their own and see what they come up with. I like to ask, how can I help you? How would you like me to help you? And sometimes they just want me to make their problems go away. And I tell them, no, I'm not willing to do that. But what else would you like me to do? Sometimes they just want to come talk to me. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to help you in empowering ways. Give them help. Give them the help that they need so that they can embrace their power. Validate their feelings. I can tell you from personal experience, it sucks to be picked on. But I can also tell you from personal experience, it is awesome and empowering when you realize that other people can pick on you and that's on them and you don't need to be a part in that. You don't need to stick around. You can leave. I, I'm weird. I am, I, I'm not a principal anymore for good reason. I love talking with victims and being like, well, what can you do? And when they say, man, I could punch that kid in the face. You totally could. And guess what? If there's no adults around and your physical health and your physical safety is in jeopardy, yes, punching in the face is a perfectly valid option. But if there are adults around, if there are other options, let's explore those first. When you can have these empowering conversations, when you can help both the victim and the bully embrace their power, you will have better results as a parent, as a school leader, any of that. And I can tell you on multiple occasions, I have seen by empowering both the victim and the bully, that they were able to create a relationship. Sometimes they would be great friends. Sometimes they weren't good friends and they both knew that they didn't like each other and they were responsible for themselves and they avoided each other and they behaved appropriately when together. But so many times they became good friends and that is what I'm offering. There is a better way to handle bullying. And when we can embrace the process of empowering teens, they will become bullyproof. No one will be able to bully them because they will know what they can control and what they can't. 
And they will be able to not only avoid bullying, but they will be able to repel bullying. Like no one's going to want to bully them because of how empowered they are. If this is something that your teen needs help with, I am only taking on four new one-on-one coaching clients each month. If this is something that your teen needs help with, please reach out to me. I would be happy to offer a free consultation call with you to see if I can help. And oftentimes, it only takes that one conversation, and we can vastly improve things. So if you need help with that, please feel free. You can reach out to me. And also, if you haven't yet taken the Parent Trap Quiz, go take it, because I have some awesome things coming around the corner And I want you to stay close to me so that when I release these awesome things, you'll know. And one of those awesome things that I'm working on right now is a parenting from the inside out course. It'll be free. It'll be an audio course, which will make it super easy to consume, just like a podcast. And I want you to stay close so that you know when I release that free course. So with that, Go find ways to empower your teen against bullying, and I'll talk to you next week. Did you know that parents and teens all over the world are struggling? I believe that the most important thing that you can do in your teen's life is simply being an impactful parent, which means taking the time to understand what parenting traps are holding you back and then taking that knowledge and using it to completely uplevel your parenting. This is why I've created a brand new quiz to help you better understand your own parenting traps. This quiz will help you pull back the curtain on your own parenting and gain some powerful insights so you can stop getting caught in the same old parent traps. This quiz will help you start being the parent of your dreams so you can finally create an impactful relationship with your team. This quiz will take you less than two or three three minutes, and it is completely free. If you want to take this quiz and better understand the traps that are keeping you stuck as a parent, go to benpewcoaching.com slash parent trap quiz and get an insight into what is holding you back as a parent so you can completely up-level your parenting. I'll see you soon.